to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Let's see what we've got. And welcome to episode 10 of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 of Virosis Clothing Podcast. My name is Graham D. And of course, I'm joined by CJ, my partner in crime. How are you, sir? Good dog. Machaban. Buenas Buenas noches. Good day, mate. <laughs> have you ever played IKEA yeah. product or death metal band? I, I have Ooh. done it. I have done it, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's an it's a internet website. And basically, it gives you a name of it, something. It's either a death metal band or an Ikea product. That is wicked. It's I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to find it. It's, it's well worth doing. It's a lot of fun. So the first one I thought was interesting was a band called Cold Bran. K-O-L-D-B-R-A-N-N. Cold Bran. See, I immediately go to breakfast cereal for metalheads. <laughs> it's just like the most hardcore breakfast cereal <laughs> that you could ever have. Bork Nagar. Bork Nagar. I feel like some sort of like chutney. <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to my head some like really like hearty chuck chutney put on your put on your your doom crackers and your doom cheese <laughs> core scorpii core scorpii that sound that rolls off the tongue nicely i feels like i can imagine an advert it's like core scorpii so when i think of that i think it's washing detergent but where they make where they make where they make special washing detergent for whitewashing, this is for black washing. That's amazing. So they, like, that's amazing. So it, you know, if you've got your black, you know, your uh, your, your band T-shirt, or of course, a Virosis clothing T-shirt, and in this case, because it's our show, no other brands are available. Um, <laughs> it keeps your black T-shirt black constantly, blacker than black. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Skidliv. Now that's definitely a scouring sponge. <laughs> We're firmly into the cleaning products now. It does. It sounds like you know you get you get like your oven tray and it needs a bit of a, a bit of a, a scouring clean. You get your schrickliv, and uh, and your 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 black tray will be black and shiny. Because <laughs> all all death metal bands use black ovenware, obviously. Shaliak, shahalak, shahaliak. S C H A L I A C H. Okay, Scaliac, I think that would probably... Yeah, that sounds, that sounds better than what I've just butchered. <laughs> um, that sounds like it could either be a kettle discainer <laughs> or some kind of gardening tool. Like a gardening like, tool. I've just, I've just got this vision of all these Dean bands in all their, like, you know, like, blackened clothes with, like, bullets and spikes in corpse paint gardening. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like, like some sort of rotavator, you know, because obviously they've got to <laughs> grow their... Um, their death metal vegetables <laughs> what is what is the most death metal vegetable Oof, it's gonna be uh, the pumpkin right halloween maybe? i suppose so yeah yeah i suppose so. As, as as we as we get near halloween that's the first one that comes to mind so james has kindly put together a quiz for us based on australian trivia okay what shape is wombat poo <laughs> <laughs> 
Is the answer A, star-shaped, B, square, C, triangle, or D, Mr. Whippy? <laughs> I got confused with like those little Play-Doh things that you put in of different shapes and just squeezes out as like a shape. Wow, imagine having a star-shaped butthole. <laughs> what did an Australian man try to sell on eBay? I'm sure this was in the news. And it was like, oh, do you know what? I'm just making it up now. I'm sure I heard something about that on the news. And it was like, like trying to sell. What, like, you tried to sell an immigrant? <laughs> yeah, he tried to sell a person or or Ayers Rock. No, I bet it was Ayers Rock because there's some nutters out there. Yeah, I'm going to say Ayers Rock. You are, again, incorrect. The <laughs> answer is New Zealand. A man tried to sell New Zealand on eBay. Wow. Free orcs. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbits weren't included. CJ, complete the following quote from Hugo Weaving in The Matrix. <gasps> can I, if he doesn't get this, can I steal it? No, you cannot. Damn it. No rebounds. <laughs> no rebounds. This is a multiple choice question. So complete the quote by Hugo right. Weaving in The Matrix. You hear that, Mr. Anderson. That's the sound of inevitability. That's the sound of your... Death. Do you even want the multiple choice? No, no I know that quote. It's a great quote. Are you absolutely sure? Yeah. What do you reckon it is? Do you want to hear what the model of choice is? Yes, are, please. Just in case? I think I do know, but yeah. Okay, so it's Doom, Death, Lunch Going Down, <laughs> or iPod. Okay, DJ. What year was the Australian soap Neighbours first aired? In Australia or in the UK? I don't bloody know. It's just, <laughs> That's just the question I found. EastEnders was 85, and it was after that. I remember it starting when I was little. I'm going to say 88. You are incorrect. The oh. correct answer is 1985. Oh. oh. I'm going to edit that bit out by this. <laughs> I don't watch that either. What year was the Australian soap Home and Away first aired? Oh, I've never, you know, I'd never watched Home and Away. That was better. Oh, mate, neighbor, I'm neighbours for the win. I had a thing for Meg forever and then Angel, who's now Melissa George, the actress. Well, she was always Melissa George. CJ, if you don't get this right, I am going to kick you. Okay, so... Well, promises, let's get, promises. Let's get violent. <laughs> Which food product rich in vitamin B did Cyril Callister develop? Vitamin B? Isn't that iron in the stuff in B? I don't know. Developed a food... Oh, Vegemite! Well done. I really did think... I thought you were going to get Whoa. that wrong. <laughs> I was like, what's the most Australian food I know? And they mention it, and they always have it in their sandwiches in Neighbours and away. Vegemite. Yeah. Vegemite? Where did you pull that out of? How many stars are on the Australian flag? Oh. I'm afraid it's not multiple choice. Okay, I'm guessing here there is one for each territory. I think there's six. Well done. <gasps> well done. Back of the net. Right, now it's time for the three versus three draft relentless death match horror edition. So we've got Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, Michael Myers from Halloween, Chucky from Child's Play, Pennywise from It, Jigsaw from Saw, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Candyman from the Candyman, uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser, and Kyoko Seike, is that who you say? Kyoko Saiki. That's what I said. From The Grudge. <laughs> Do you want Dave's fact of the week? Who's Dave? Who cares? The mask Michael Myers used in the original Halloween was a William Shatner uh, nice. mask. Yes, Jason Voorhees is my first pick because he's just hard as nails and unkillable. Unless you put him in the lake. My first pick is I'm taking Jigsaw. Mm. A, because, as I've already said, I have actually seen Saw. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> but also because I like the fact that he's quite clever. And I like the fact that he would know, or he would figure out somehow, that the lake would be a good weapon. <laughs> I don't know how you'd carry a lake around with you. 
Right, well, my second choice has got to be Freddy Krueger. Because well, Freddy Krueger will step into your dream in and the rest of the Limp Biscuit song, which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've got kind of the brains of the outfit. I think I need some uh, some muscle, some weight. So I'm going for Leatherface as my second one, just because, you know, he's a massive dude with a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. You don't get more savage and to the point than that. I mean, I, I should have put, like, a zombie in as a, as a horror villain, but... It's a bit generic, and, were, and then I didn't want to get into debate with, like, you know, are they infected? Are they zombies? Is Romero zombies the real zombies? And yeah, what? there's almost like a, a weird zombie debate, right? What a zombie should do, be able to do. Yeah. Well, anything that tries to eat you that looks like it's not alive or human ticks the box. Ticks the box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I care don't how cause... fast they run. You've gone with a bit of brains and a little bit of brawn. I've gone with unkillable and get you in your sleep. So I think I need to go with someone who's just going to be irritating. So I'm going to pick Chucky oh. from Child's Play. Just because it'd be too small for anyone to catch. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to run around, stabbing you in the ankle. <laughs> Ow. And making sort of generally sort of quite funny quips. I think you'll bring a little bit of a comedy element and a little bit of a, you know, a pain to kill element to my team. Jigsaw, figure that one out. I'm going to take the name I can't pronounce from The Grudge. Kayako Saiki. That one, thank you. Oh, Kayako for sure. Because I kind of like the fact that like I've kind of got like the brains, I've kind of got the direct, and now like she's like the stealth mm. element of my of my trio that can maybe kind of like yeah fill in fill in the gaps. And again, I think with the with the stealthy element and maybe some of the uh, the cunningness of Jigsaw could do some damage. It's the vengeful spirit thing. It's just unrelent. It's relentless unrelenting whichever word I choose to edit in that works <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's just pure malevolence in, in spirit form so you know unkillable cool alright so who's in your team to recap so I've got Jason Voorhees Freddy Krueger and uh, Chucky nice and i got Jigsaw Leatherface and Kayako there you go CJ and I interviewed some awesome people in 2020. Here are the highlights. So I'm here with Bruce from Explicit Silence. How are you, my friend? You okay? Uh, thanks very much, Graham. Yeah, hi, everybody. So, yeah, I'm good. Are there any particular bands that you would cite as your main influences when you write? Yeah, so it's very funny because b- before answering that, uh, in the band, so there are very different influences. For example, my brother is much, so my brother is the drummer, he's much more into nails and album death and all these heavy, heavy stuff. Uh, Pierre, the other guitarist, is much more into hardcore, pure hardcore, so Terror, Madball, and so on. And I would say I'm a mix between both, uh, where I my my life go from Nails to Slayer to Terror and Full Blown Chaos and everything which which makes you mosh and which nice. which makes you move your head. So, like you say, you've been a band for a long time. Is lineups and lineup changes like the biggest obstacle that you've had to, to face over the years? I would say there are two main pain points. The, one, the first one is to teach the songs to the newcomers, I would say the new joiners. I would say the main pain point is the distance, the distance for everything. Because, of course, so I don't earn my living playing in explicit silence. <laughs> so I work 
of course. Uh, I work, my brother works, well, everybody in the band works, but being away, because I've been living here for, in Spain for 15 years now, I don't know how many times I took the, the plane. You know, my brother told me, tell me yeah, we, we play in Belgium, I go to Belgium. We play in, in Germany, I go to Germany, we play in France, here, there, and so on. I go wherever I need, you know, and I pay my own flights, so I don't ask the band to give me my money back. You know, I decided to leave. I must assume the, the consequences, you know. How do you find being in a band with your brother? I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So it's, it's very funny. I, I, li I like your question because uh, we started, so I play the guitar and he plays the drum. So I started the guitar first. When I arrived at home with my guitar, my father told me, I think we should do something for your brother. Uh, otherwise, we'll be jealous. So, so they decided. We, the, I think, on the following day, or maybe two two days later, we went to a music shop, and we we found him a, a drum. I would say of, I don't even remember the, the the which drum it was, but just to start and and having fun, you know. So we really started the band. I would say, in my garage, in my parents' house. If you could go back to that time, sort of now, what advice would you give yourself? Be patient. I don't know if you listen to the other discs that we have. We've got four for the moment. Uh, the one before Fall Supremacy, so Condemned to Struggle. I think we should have waited a bit more because this disc, I mean, people like likes this disc. When I listen to it, it's not my favorite one, you know, because I think that we tried to make something quick uh, because people were, were asking for, for, for CD and stuff. And I think we made a mistake by recording rapidly. So, yeah, no, thanks again. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you very much, Grant. Welcome to the latest Virosis minicast. I'm here with James Garden, uh, Ipswich-based artist and creator of Mind Doodles. We spoke with James on episode four of the podcast, and we just thought we'd catch up during this lockdown period with him to see how everything is going and uh, see how he is. So, how are you, James? Yeah, not not too bad, all things considered. Spending a lot of time in my bedroom doing drawing. The one thing that's keeping me kind of sane during this time. In this time of lockdown. There is a lot of concern over people's well-being in isolation. Even even a sort of, uh, I hate the term normal, but relatively sort of normal person who yeah. doesn't think they've got any sort of particular issues are going to struggle. Uh, I think all of us are struggling with the situation. So talking is the key, you say. Yeah, yeah. And we're, um, you know, we, we are social beings. We like to be around other people. So to be suddenly without that and, you know, even if you are out about like, I've I've seen a couple of friends like they've popped around and they've stood at the back gate while we're uh, we're chatting, staying two meters away, and it's hard because you want to just go up and give them a hug, but you can't do that. We could see some really cool stuff come out of this a year down the line. People that have created new games or new ways of of you know of coping with this sort of situation. Maybe some TV documentaries. Um, it could be quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've because I've like dabbled with animation and the thing with animation is it's so time consuming that you know I've got whole days where I don't need to do anything so I can spend like eight hours animating a picture and working on a bigger project that I wouldn't otherwise be able to and I think like you say there's there's people that are like right now like well there's nothing to do I'll 
start drawing or start creating something, start writing music. So yeah, like you say, I think we're going to see some really like interesting bits and pieces coming out over the next few months, or even over the next year, or people that find their their true calling in in the arts and music. Are you finding, obviously, as, as a music shop uh, owner, are you finding there's been a, a resurgence in people wanting to learn like guitars, ukuleles, and so on? Yeah, a, li- a little bit. I found sort of towards the the beginning of uh, or the early weeks of lockdown, a lot of people were doing doing that. But uh, like at the moment, mostly things like guitar strings, little little accessories and bits and pieces going. But yeah, at the start, there were, I was selling quite a few guitars through through the website for people that just wanted to start out. And I think a lot of my customers are guitar teachers or, or specialize in music, and that's all they do. So they were panicking at the start of all this, but they're you know they're now doing online tuition. It'll be interesting to see how that where that goes in the future if a lot more people will be more keen for online video lessons. And how is Mind Doodles going? Since obviously we spoke to you, you were you were doing things with the BBC and you've been doing uh, illustrations for a child's book. Yeah, yeah. So the the book is pretty much done. There's probably a few little pieces to iron out, but the whole point of the book was we were going to get it into loads of primary schools, but obviously with the schools closing down. It's going to delay it a little bit, but it just gives us time to to prepare more. So just remind us um, where people can find your Mind Doodles page and tell us what the book is called. Yeah, so the my page is facebook.com slash jgminddoodles. I've also got a website which I built during the first couple of weeks of lockdown, just jgminddoodles.com. Um, the book will be out later this year, I think, when the kids possibly go back to school, and that's called Blip and Boom Crash on Planet Trash. All right, well, uh, thanks ever so much for, for the update, James. Obviously, we hope you, you continue to be happy and well, and uh, yeah, we'll, but... we'll come out of this smiling. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm coming up with lots of different pictures now. Uh, that's the thing. You know, we've still got music, podcasts, films, things to inspire us. So, yeah, I recommend to people to just keep creating until this is uh this is all over and we can get back to hugging our loved ones i'm grandy and i'm delighted to be joined by anthony from resistor we try to you know try to switch it up a little bit like with uh because i know there's a lot of a lot of you know metal bands out there so like even the fact of bringing more effects into us and try to go down as well as we can like we're starting to write a new song now that we're actually going to um double drop c so that's uh that's a pretty low tuning right there and adding more vocal effects and more bass effects and guitar effects so you know try to keep it experimental but angry and you know easy to understand as well so uh unfortunately due to various events in the world we have been on lockdown and quarantine pretty much you know across the world how has it been for you as a band uh for us it, it's it's been a little weird, but at the same time, we're trying to not just fall in the cracks. So we, we were supposed to do that live show, but uh, unfortunate events came across. Like my, our drummer lost his father. I lost my best friend in a matter of a week apart from each other. So, But other than that, like we, we released that new song, Thorns. Uh, we recorded a video. We already you know, blasted through everything, trying to promote as much as we can. You know, uh, Do like a whole overhaul of the band, like visually what we're trying to represent out there. Also, now we actually just finished recording another brand new song and we were demoing it out by sending each other through the internet. Uh, but now, as of the past couple of weeks, we've been able to go back to practice. Uh, we disinfected our entire room. All of us have been, you know, pretty good for the most part and none of us had any problems and we've been practicing. None of us, luckily, none of us got sick. So we started writing even another new song and I actually we started um, filming a video for it next week. 
We actually had two tours that we were supposed to go on, one in April and one in August. They both are canceled now. But, you know, just keep on going, rolling with the punches and book as soon as we can, as soon as we can get out there. Is there anything that you think you've learned from being in lockdown that maybe you wouldn't have learned beforehand? Uh, yeah, it's to take, take your time more with this stuff and worry about like how you're presenting it out to the, to everybody else. Cause before it was just record, boom, record, boom, make this, make that and just go with this one. We took our time with that last release we just did and really overhauled the entire thing. So it wasn't just like, boom, here's a new song. It was like everything represented that new song from the video, the color of the video, uh, the way that the logos were put out there, the way that we, um, advertised it out there also so everything was in the same scheme so it looked like a total package and that's actually what we're working on right now so it's starting to change over i don't know if you saw on our spotify or on our youtube or anything like that it's actually starting to go more of a purple route and that's going to be emphasizing more in the next song so it's actually it kind of helps because you're able to sit back for a second and not worry about oh we have to book this show or we have to go to that show or we have to do this or we have to do that it's more you can actually appreciate the craft that between releasing music and take your time and you're proud of and plus we uh also were able to learn how to work with each other even when we're not together so we actually all got these um i have it right here the scarlet 212 2i2 so we're able to um send ideas to each other so like the drummer would program the drums this is something we usually don't do which we usually create everything in practice but the bass player was sent the guitar player was sent i would send work more on effects work more on you know ideas and concepts then so it worked out pretty well it's crazy how that stuff works, but I feel like with TikTok, it's uh, it's it's more genuine. So if people actually want to see it; they're gonna see it. It's not like because they're seeing it because someone had to pay to see it. So with that with that in mind, I mean, I'd rather just meet people out there and you know share the music and you know even get to hear their stuff and you know sometimes you never know you meet some cool people along the way with social media. I mean, we met you, so well, that's li- likewise, right? <laughs> I started this company about what a year a year and a half ago. And that's one of the best things, just connecting with different bands. Uh, as I think I said to you before, like I just love being able to like just shout bands out and promote, help promote bands and and get involved. It's it's something that is very important to me and influences a lot. You know, when I'm ever designing stuff, it's always with music on. You know, it's tend to be something I hear will spark a thought, which is why it's quite important to me. So it's been awesome to to chat with you guys. I, I can't leave this interview without talking about the NFL because if we have a season, Oof. which hopefully we will. And I know oh, you're a Jets oh. fan, right? <laughs> I'm a Jets fan. And well, they stink. Being a Raiders fan as well, I've I feel your pain. There's, there's been very there's not been a lot to shout about in the what twenty odd years I've been watching the NFL. How do you think they're going to get on this year if it goes ahead? How the Jets are going to do, or how the Raiders are going to do? We'll go with the Jets, your team. Oh, they're going to be miserable. <laughs> they're going to be absolutely miserable. Well, thanks again. And you guys take care. Stay safe over there. And we uh, look forward to hearing some new music soon. Awesome. Thank you so much again. I'm here with Harvey from Forest in Blood, 1054's exciting new French prospect. Harvey, how are you? Ça va? Ça va très bien. Everything is good. Okay, so tell me about the origins of Forest in Blood and how you ended up being on 1054 Records. Origin is quite simple. It's 
the meet of two of two per person, the guitar player uh, Bart and uh, the singer uh, Ellie. They met them uh, in 2000, okay? And since uh, this period, we, we play music again. To, we play music together. For us, why we, we, we set up our last album, Pirate, uh, we try to discuss uh, uh, with many labels and um, we were introduced by, uh, by Explicit, the band Explicit Silence to 10, 1054 Records. It's, uh, it's how we met Peter and it's why now we, we work together. So describe to me the sound of, of Forest in Blood, because it's quite unique, isn't it? Well, yes, uh, you know, uh, the sound is quite simple and our influence is quite, uh, it's quite basic. It means that uh, we are five, five people in the band, two guitar, one bass, one singer and one drummer. And uh, we made trash, a mix of trash metal and hardcore. Yeah, so the band's been around for 20 years. So what's been the most difficult problems you faced as a band? Because obviously being on 1054 Records is a big break for you, but obviously you've been around for 20 years. So what kind of problems have you had to go through to get where you are now? Life problem, you know, uh, working, try to make music, uh, have a family. This is, this is, this is the main thing, to, you know, it's uh, the, uh, I don't know, uh, when, when the, the life, the entire life is trying to keeping, keeping you to deviate you from uh, from the music because you know uh, we, we, you cannot uh, live with uh, have a salary with uh, with this kind of music and uh, yeah. we have we have a, a li we are a little bummed so it's quite to be difficult to to have a, a life in parallel of uh, of this music it means that when you are touring many times when you are playing and so on it's quite difficult to to keep the motivation and of everybody and to have a, a great lineup who are sharing the same target, I would say, and the, 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 same, uh, the same way of life, you know. While the, the lockdown arrived in France, for example, we were on the road to go to a show with, uh, with Knuckle, Dust, Knuckle Dust and Archangel in the north of France. So the guys called me, the promoter called me uh, one hour before and said me, okay, we have to stop. Uh, there is a lockdown, a lockdown in France, so uh, everybody stay at home. So for us, uh, the, the situation was quite uh, simple. We, we stop everything and we say, okay, wait and see, we will see uh, what we have do, to do. What do you think, uh, as a band, obviously you're trying to promote yourselves, what do you think makes for good merchandise? Because most bands have t-shirts and hats, but do you have any interesting merchandise with Forest in Blood? Uh, we made um, a kind of rum, alcohol, alcohol rum, uh -huh. And uh, with little uh, in, in little bottle, this is a recipe of uh, of the grandmother of, of the singer who is uh, from uh, Antigua. You know? Oh, cool! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But we don't sell it because we we, we cannot we can't sell it because uh, we are not allowed to sell it. But uh, uh, while you come uh, to a show with uh, in Forest and Blood, we have rum and we share uh, we share rum with people. Uh, cool. With <laughs> Uh, and everything. I that's, think that's uh, cool. this, is, this is the best way to sell merchandise. I think uh, drink with people, talk with people. That that rum idea is is fantastic. If I come to France, I'm having rum with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. You have to come. <laughs> Finally, so obviously you've been going for twenty years. What advice would you give to other young bands who are starting? Obviously, longevity is difficult, as you've as you said, um, with life you know getting in the way. But to to keep going, what 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 encouragement would you give to other young bands? 
new bands. I don't know if if I'm in a good position to tell uh, to tell advice to people, but what I say is uh, when you are like uh, where you are loving, you are in love with what if what you do. Uh, it's always better to continue what you do. You know? Of course, yeah. And, yeah. and what is important also is that we are making for fun. We are making music for fun, and we are making music to spend good moment with people. So it means that it's important to have a great lineup and people uh, who are enjoying to play together. I think yeah. this, this is the thing for me. This is uh, the best way uh, uh, to make music. And and just to to take an example, for example. When you, you take the example of Knuckle Dust, for me, they make a, a, they, they do and they are doing again a great career in, as a metal hardcore band, you know, and uh, this is the same for people since the beginning. And, you know, yeah. they're enjoying to play and uh, they're playing and they have fun and that's it. You know, this is this is uh, the way to make hardcore. I just want to say a huge thank you once again to Bruce, James, Anthony and Hervé for taking time out to speak to us. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so for this episode of the minicast, we're going to uh, go a bit of a 180. We're going to go back to our draft relentless feature, which we like from our regular podcast. We thought we'd have a bit of fun with this one. So we have decided to pick three cartoon characters to take into space with us on a spaceship. So we're going to, offer, we're going to go off for some intergalactic exploration. We have decided to take some cartoon characters with us as part of our crew. There's a list of 20. So the full list is, if you want to play along at home, SpongeBob, Bugs Bunny, Scooby-Doo, Daffy Duck, Tom from Tom and Jerry, Mickey Mouse, Jerry from Tom and Jerry, Wiley E. Coyote, Snoopy, Winnie the Pooh, Goofy, Homer Simpson, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Donald Duck, Charlie Brown, Fred Flintstone, Taz, Stewie Griffin, Bart Simpson, and Sylvester the Cat. So, I believe it's my turn to go first on this draft. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I know you're going to pick first, but we will. Okay, well, well drum roll please. The commissioner comes out and he, just, he announces that my first draft... Pick Foley, pick. making his special guest appearance. <laughs> it's, it's Stewie Griffin. Okay. I'm surprised you're there because Stewie, as everyone knows, is like really, really inventive and uh, it was a very clever baby. And uh, if I'm in space and if the proverbial brown stuff hits the fan, then I'm convinced he'll have a good solution to get us out of any trouble. And he seems pretty good with lasers as well. I've seen him with a few laser guns and a few episodes of Family Guy. So if we end up in uh, encountering one that we don't want to mess with, I think he'd be a good addition. So I'm going with Stewie Griffin for my first pick. Interesting shout. Okay, well, I'll, I will leave who I think you were going to pick for you still to pick, and I'm going to go with Donald Duck as my first <laughs> choice because um, he would be a great communications officer. Um, because <laughs> you get him on the radio and uh, talking, about, <laughs> if they can understand him, they can understand us. So he'll be like a, a, a foil uh, to test uh, international communications, and he can probably understand everything. I reckon he's a bit like a he's a bit like a babelfish. Maybe he's got Babelfish in his ear and no one's told us. I don't have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask Douglas Adams. Well, I would ask Douglas Adams, but uh, yeah. Hashtag left field. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Donald Duck for communications officer is my first pick. Apollo 13 would have been a very different movie had Donald Duck been uttering <laughs> the Houston, we have a problem line, wouldn't he? I can't do the impression, so I'm not going to try and do it, but it'd be very different. It would. <laughs> Although he, he would still be better than Tom Hanks. Oh, controversial. <laughs> Hashtag Hank's talk. Uh, 
I said <laughs> Hanks for those of you listening on Hanks. medium wave. Other other actors are available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, cool. So my second pick is oh, I've got a couple here now. Part of me is trying to guess who you think I'm going to take. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, trying to second guess you. It'd be I'm, hilarious if neither of us end up picking him. I know, right? I'm going to go with Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? As my second pick. Because, uh, again, he's funny. And I think he'd be, I think he'd be a good laugh on the ship. Again, he's quite inventive. You know, he, he knows plenty of ways to get out of trouble. And again, I think, I think him and Stewie Griffin would just be an amazing conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would just sit there and just let them talk. <laughs> on the on the long voyage across the stars so i'm gonna go with bart for my second pick excellent uh well for my second pick i'm gonna go with winnie the pooh um, <laughs> that's not who i would have thought you'd have chosen <laughs> just i just look at this amazingly hilarious image in my head uh and it might just be in my head but if there's like a problem if so we encounter some space debris some asteroids or whatever and we end up getting a hole uh, in the ship then I'll just like to think we can just chuck a pot of honey into space and Winnie the Pooh will chase it, get stuck in the hole and uh, and fill it and instant repairs. Wow. That's not an episode of Star Trek I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he has got a red sweater, so, you know. Oh, that's it, he's doomed. You have to be in the away team, right? The away, yeah, the away, <laughs> on an away mission. Sorry, Winnie, you're not coming back, mate. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. I had, had to follow Winnie the Pooh on the in space um okay i my third pick i am gonna go with scooby-doo because right. I, lo- I love scooby-doo loves watching scooby-doo as a kid and again he's pretty clever but i think it'd be cool to have you know have some company in, in space of, of the canine variety i think it'd be quite cool and he, he, he again he's quite funny i think he'd be quite a good addition to the other two having chats you know his communication skills aren't bad yeah and he's pretty resourceful so i'm, I'm gonna go with scoob I, you know, i've seen plenty of episodes where he's been in space he was pretty good you are actually going to have a Scooby-Doo. I will have a Scooby-Doo, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. All right, well, my final choice, this is turning out to be quite interesting, it's going to be Fred Flintstone. <laughs> okay, so I'd love to hear why a caveman would be good in space. Because, again, if a ship breaks down, he can just stick his feet out and uh, and, and <laughs> power the ship. I love I love how you've gone from just... Your, your strategy for this draft is just surviving. Yeah. So being able to communicate and plug holes. Maybe it's because I was playing that No Man's Sky recently uh, and, and, and survival has sort of been, been ingrained into me over the last week or so. Well, that's good though, right? Because if you do encounter an alien and Fred Flintstone is patching up the the, feet, you know, the side of the ship with his foot, he can just move his foot and you can blow him out of the airlock that way. <laughs> it's exactly. much easier than trying to undo the locks and stuff. Yeah, or, or just sort of take Winnie the Pooh out of, of his hole for a minute. I'm <laughs> envisaging... I'll plug Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Wow, so there we go. Out of interest, who did you think I was going to pick? SpongeBob. Ah, oh, so I'm not a SpongeBob fan. I can see why you'd pick him. You'd plug a hole with his sponge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the whole like, you know, can we fix it? Yes, we can. Oh, I've Bob, never seen that, that. That's Bob the Builder. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag cartoon knowledge. You can tell. You can tell which of us has a lot of young kids in their family, and <laughs> which one maybe doesn't have as many. <laughs> oh, that explains why you didn't pick him then. Yeah, so what, what, does, what, what does SpongeBob do? Is he not a maintenance man? Then he's not like a. No, SpongeBob's like the yellow sponge dude. He lives under the sea. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably about as far on the cartoon spectrum from Bob the Builder as you can get. <laughs> oh, well. If anyone out there has got any good links to any SpongeBob episodes, please leave them in the comments below so CJ can catch up on his SpongeBob knowledge. <laughs> this has got completely the wrong Bob. <laughs> oh, fair play. What a plank.
Oh, amazing. Right, well, anyway, on that note, yeah, let us know your, who you'd pick in the comments below. Take care, and we shall speak to you soon. And then I've seen there's the drive-in gig as well, where uh, people, <laughs> people drive in on their cars, like the old cinemas. Yeah. Not so much in the UK. I don't think we really have them yet. It seems to be more of a, an American thing, but uh, they, they were popular for a little while as well. When, when a circle pit becomes like crash test derby. <laughs> what, what, was it, what, what was it they call it? The derby thing, you know, where they were kind of like the destruction derby. Oh, I remember that game. Was it on the PlayStation <laughs> yeah. 1? Yeah. What a great game. Basically, that would be mosh pits of the future in cars, <laughs> driving gigs. You heard circle it here first, pit. people. That's it. The next Phyrosis vehicular circle pit is coming, is coming soon. <laughs> I do wonder though, I mean, how, how are they going to, you know, my concern about sort of socially distanced live gigs and metal and hardcore shows where, you know, you can't really have it socially distanced because there's no energy from the crowd. But I would quite enjoy a socially distanced wall of death where everyone <laughs> sort of, you know, stands a metre apart or three feet apart and then they run at each other, but they stop a metre short. Stop. <laughs> It'd be and, interesting. And then, and then walk backwards or something, I don't know. Yeah, I'll wait to see how it all works out on the gig front. I've heard various rumours that it might won't even be till next year now, i.e. 2021, before we get any gigs. But fingers crossed we can uh, we can get there quickly. People need to get out there earning a living, and I think well, most people probably rather go to you know any kind of show rather than no show. But I just can't see how it's going to work unless you can have you know a, a sort of normal crowd. Unless, unless it's, everyone stands in like a circle, they're allowed to like dance in their little circle or something. Yeah, but it's like hopscotch. Everyone's got squares drawn on the floor. You have to stay in your square. You can't leave your square. But if someone moves into your square, you have to move into an adjacent square. It'd be like a game, wouldn't it? Yeah. Someone, someone comes in and crowd kills like all the squares, and everyone, then those people have to like, vacate and go home. All right, all right, all right. Um, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 You have pineapple on pizza, don't you? I don't mind pineapple on pizza. What's wrong with you? Well, that just won't do. Um, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 hello, <laughs> we are listening for. What's wrong with you? Uh, what's wrong with you? Uh, I've seen enough. Calling it there. And that's the end of the episode. We had a lot of fun recording these clips. Hope you enjoyed them as well. All it leaves us to say is happy 2021. Until we speak to you again, merge relentless. On the ice planet Hoth, how many snowmen did the rebels build? Snowmen? <laughs> yeah. What a question that is. <laughs>